Yes, it's I Swear I Knew That, your week daily sports trivia podcast. It's Thursday in our Cricket World Cup week. Mitch Stark and Martin Gabor here going head-to-head. Quick score update, fellas. Where are we at after three rounds? 17 out of 30. Slowing down for me, 14 out of 30. It's not good for a fast bowler. You don't want to be slowing down. No. Second innings, though. Yeah, you're so a fresh. Fought back. Had a bit of a break, ready to go again. Big engine. Big, big engine. <laughs> here we go. So Thursday is our regular Remember That round, uh, where we're going to test your short-term memory by playing a clip and asking you questions all about it, all about what you've just heard. Uh, today we'll be hearing from a current national selector, former World Cup winning batter and proud redhead, George Bailey. You probably won't like him. He's more of a strawberry blonde, isn't he? I don't think he likes that. Yeah. Look at the old photos. Anyway, this clip comes from an interview George Bailey did on the Unplayable podcast, fantastic cricket podcast if you haven't heard of it, back in January. We'll put the link up to the, um, the full interview in the episode notes. And it's a story about George wearing the orange vest as 12th man in the World Cup final against New Zealand in 2015. Remember this one, Starkey? There are a few, a few hilarious characters wearing an orange bib during the game and post-game too, so... Um it was quite humorous. Yes. Okay, we're going to play the clip. No notes. Got to let it all soak in. Good luck. So you have to wear the orange vest when you're the 12th man, which I get. I get. No stress. But World Cup final, we were batting. So when you're fielding, I get it. Because, you know, the 12th man could be on the boundary and you bat there batting. You think, oh, that guy's fielding on the... You just... It's a visual thing. But when your team's batting, it's not like everyone's going to think, oh, they've got four blokes batting if you don't have your orange vest on. <laughs> why has that guy got no battle yeah. pads on? So I didn't understand why the fielding team has to... Uh, why the batting team, the 12th man, has to do it. So I, before we go out, I said to the boys, so I know we have to wear orange... But I said, this is World Cup final. We've just bowled New Zealand out for 180. We're going to win this. We're going to win it easily. We're going to be running drinks and gloves out. Crowd's going nuts. I'm not wearing the orange vest over... My Australian top. This is, you know, this is World Cup final. This is, this is our team. And the boys like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So we do it. And we go out, first drinks or first time we run gloves out, two of us go out, come back, fourth umpire, you need your yellow vest on. And I said, I said to the umpire, I explained exactly what I've just said. Mate, World Cup final, we're not doing it. There's two batters. And he's, he goes, yeah, I get that. I'll, up to the match referee. Comes back. No, you need that orange vest on. Come on. I said, I'm not doing it. The other boys put their orange vests on. So, oh, let me down, you bastards. <laughs> anyway, I just refused, dug my heels in. Anyway, Gav Dovey, who's the team manager at times, comes down and says, Bales, you're killing me. Like, I've got the match referee ringing up, going off. We're gonna, and I said, Gav, don't you stress about it. I've said to them, they can fine me. I don't care what the fine is, but, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So he was blown. He was furious. Match referee was furious. Fourth umpire was furious. Um, never got fined. Uh, but then we won it, and I thought, beauty, I'll throw it on now. So then I think <laughs> I threw it on after that, wore it the next day to the ticker tape parade, and I think it's the, I think that and a, a screw out of the World Cup trophy are the only two sort of mementos that I have got. There we go. Classic story from Bales, all the Unplayable podcast. Mitch, does that bring back some good memories? Yep, some funny memories too. <laughs> Let's get into the questions. Question one. Bailey starts the story with him explaining the reasons behind the orange vest, but is perplexed why the batting team's players have to wear them. Bale says it's all about the visual and provides an example, saying nobody is going to think twice if there are extra batters out there in the middle, even without a vest on. How many batters does Bailey mention? 
straight down. Didn't even need notes for this one, guys. Righto, Starkey. I've gone four. Four batters. Seeing double, four. Four, very good. Question two. Bailey has decided he's not going to wear the vest in the final and tells who before the run chase begins. He's not going to wear the vest. Who's he tell? Martin. The boys, the teammates. (laughs) (laughs) The boys. (laughs) Yeah. Boys, I'm not wearing it. Correct. Question three. According to Bailey, how many runs did New Zealand get bowled out for? Well, if they say according to Bailey, which I'm starting to think is not the correct score. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time they get pretty close. Okay, uh, Starkey. He said 180. And Martin? 180. Oh, it was about 172, 174, something like that. 183. Oh, right. 183 and 45. I'm sure. um, I need Bailey, more than that anyway. Bailey says we're going to win it easily. <laughs> pretty confident <laughs> at the halfway stage. Question four. What are the items Bailey says that he and his fellow substitutes will be running out to the batters? Martin? Gloves and drinks. I agree. Starkey, yep. Drinks and gloves. What are some of the more obscure things that batters could ask for in your 12th man duties? Um, Leeds Test Match. Recent Ashes, uh, Manus Lobachain asked me to run him out a pair of shoes, take the ones he was wearing, take the spikes out of the back, put the rubbers in, and then run them back out. <laughs> Jeez. He's hard work. <laughs> what a demand. Yeah. That's a bit tough. Question five. <laughs> so the subs decide to go with Bales and not wear the orange vests. After the first time drinks run into the field, the players come back and are told to put the vest back on. Who tells them they have to wear the vests? Starkey? Matreff. On the fourth umpire. Fourth umpire. Fourth umpire. Do you know who the fourth umpire was? No. I don't remember that much. Ian Gunner Gould. Gunner. He would have laughed as he said it too. <laughs> Here we are. Come on, Bales. Put him back on. Bales. Yeah. <laughs> Is there training to be like the talk man? Because I remember like junior cricket, the boys have been out there. They're on 30 not out. Hey, get us a drink. And you just get any drink you can, right? There's no going to their own bag. And suddenly you're taking spikes out. You're taking their 38 pairs of gloves, 16 bats. It's hard, like yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not a skill you want to be good at, but I've done it enough times that a few of us are good at it because we've done it a lot to the point that we know that Steve Smith changes gloves every fifteen minutes on the dot, regardless of how sweaty or not they are. Do you have to be watching? You got to be the alert. Whole it's, game? it's more tiring running the drinks because you watch the whole game, watch every ball and in between balls because you got to if you're fielding, you got to watch every one of the players because you don't want to miss something or mm. get whistled at or yelled at. So, yeah. Who's, the, um, who's the worst 12th? Who's the worst 12th? Okay, he's not paying attention. Uh, Michael Beer was pretty bad. <laughs> Funny, but didn't do a thing. Um, Jimmy Faulkner was was up there with, with um, again, the funniest, but 
wouldn't do anything. He'd he'd uh, he was known for loitering inside the change room rather than down on the bench with the rest of the twelfties. Just so he he'd never run drinks. He'd always have the vest on, always be around for some some banter and some chat. But it was rare to see him run out gloves or a drink. Mm, okay. Question six. Bales then calls the orange vest by the wrong colour. What colour do you call it? Minor detail. A lot of these different colours floating around at that time. But uh, Gabsy? Yellow. Snarky. Likewise. Yep. The yellow vest. Was the Tour de France, was he? Yeah. <laughs> Question seven. Spooked by the fourth umpire. The other substitutes put their orange vest back on. Finish this sentence. I was like, fuck. You let me down. You what? Or late change. I've crossed it out. (laughs) Crisis. What did you go? I crossed from traders to cowards. (laughs) Huge. (laughs) I said sellouts. (laughs) Sellouts. No, it wasn't that bad. Bastards. You let me down, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. The situation gets escalated when the team manager is contacted by the match referee to get Bailey to put his orange vest back on. What is the name of the team manager? You better get this one right, Mitch. The owner of 438,000 suits. He's only ever in suits <laughs> when I see this guy on the screen. He's a well-dressed man. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Starkey? Gavin Dovey. Mr. MJ Bale himself. There he is. I've gone with Gav Dovey. Yeah. Good job. Question nine. Despite the clear outrage, Bailey was never fined for not wearing the orange vest, but he did put it back on and wore it to what event the next day? I was at that that event and a lot of sunglasses were worn. Wasn't that – it was a bright day, but – wasn't a one pair missing. Not that bright. <laughs> what event was it, Martin? Ticker tape parade. Oh, that's probably what he said. I said team function, but yeah. Ticker tape parade, yeah. team function. Because when you had that, then you had the Fed Square thing. No, well, we had the Fed Square thing, and then we had the team function. Well, the team and families locked away. In That's right, in Fed Square. Then oh, you, we, then we had went, to go upstairs to sign some cricket bats and, yeah. and whatever. Yeah, then we... We were tucked away, just the, the and team and the families and the staff. Yeah. I'm guessing you're up at 7 o'clock, let's say game day. When do you think was the next time you went to sleep after that final? Oh, I don't reckon I was up at 7 because <laughs> it was a day-night game. Yep. Um, so I was sort of lazy out of bed. But I think I called it quits the night of the final. I called it quits about all the next morning. Uh, I think it was almost 7. We were on the roof of the hotel. And the stun started to come up, so I thought I'd probably have a couple of hours kip and then had to get up for the head square. Yeah. I think there were three boys that went through without sleep. The rest of us got a small portion. Was one of them wearing an orange vest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, don't th- I don't know if it was Bales. Bales was preoccupied with something else, actually. He, was, um, he mentioned at the end of the clip, actually, about some, one of his souvenirs. Question 10. Bally ends the story by saying that <laughs> by saying that troublesome orange vest is one of only two mementos he has from the World Cup final. What is the other one? You're gonna have to fill us in on this story too, Mitch. Were you were you 
party to this? You were culprit? <laughs> not, uh, not as it happened. Okay. So first the of next all, day I was, answers. Yeah. I want a screw from the trophy. Yeah. Yep. Screw from the trophy. Screw from the World Cup trophy. So what happened, Mitch? Oh, I, I don't know if I can say. It's his story he, to tell. He has told it before. He has? He, Is it, it on the record? It's revealed. Yeah. I think he actually said it on another podcast. Are you sure? Well, he has explained how he, he dropped the World Cup, right? <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he put me, he's a selector now, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, just give us the very vague story. It don't have to be too detailed. Uh, he might, well, yeah, it's very more detailed. But so that screw from the trophy that he now has as a souvenir, um, I'm pretty sure he was ringing around places early in the morning to try and find something to replace it uh, in the trophy that was meant to be on display at Fed Square in a few hours' time. And meanwhile, prior to this, a few of the boys had been on the phone to radio stations early in the morning um, without any sleep. So that was trouble as it was. But um, George was looking for a replacement for this screw and, and he was calling a few places that didn't believe it was George Bailey for, <laughs> <laughs> for something for the trophy. Outstanding. How do you draw the short straw to do the interview the next day? Remember the, the Joey Johns, Matty yeah, Johns, yeah, yeah. better than Lego? Oh, no, they That's were lining up. Like oh, the- There were two-thirds of the team – um, up on the roof of the hotel and I don't know who started it, whether it was Hads or or Darren Lehman, but one of them did a radio interview and then I think a few more phones started to ring and a few more boys started to talk and I think that's where I went to bed. So good decision. <laughs> <laughs> if you're ever going to talk to the media, a bit of liquid courage after winning a World Cup final, I don't think there's going to be – not too sure many, the media manager was too happy about it. Too many bad <laughs> questions at that point. That's the end of Remember That. I think we did quite well here. Starkey, how'd you go? Only seven for me. Martin? But nine. Wow. Which one did you miss? Bastard the one. coward's one. The <laughs> one. Very good going. Uh, which takes us to how many overall? 26 out of 40. Going to need some some uh, firepower at the end, I think. Only, what have I got? 21 for me. Okay. That's it. That's it for Remember That Thursday, which means Friday is a big round for Mitch Stark. Uh, it's our game of the week, and it's an absolute belter. It's a game in, from the 2015 World Cup. This is where I could could come home, maybe. This is where you could... I need some hiccups from you, the champion, You though. could get some points. <laughs> James, are you, a, are you a notorious choker? Are you ice cold at the death? Are you a finisher? No, not at all. <laughs> I usually step away and say, you, you, you finish it, guys. I've done the hard work, you. Well, let's find out if Martin <laughs> finishes off this victory or completely chokes. That's tomorrow on I Swear I Knew That. Thanks for listening to I Swear I Knew That. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. This has been a Black Lab Podcast production.